Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your hosts, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Offset, sitting down with co-host Keith Myers here in our second uh, show in our long series of shows on draft prospects. This week, we've got the running back class that we're looking at. Um, I expect Seattle to be in the market for a running back this year. Rashad Penny is not under contract, obviously, second year for Ken Walker Jr., but he needs a little bit of help. Um, and I think Seattle's going to go find a little bit of help for him, probably in the draft. Maybe they'll yeah. bring in a, a veteran. I doubt it. Maybe late in, you know, as a, a late camp invite. But I think they're going to go in the draft this year and find another complimentary back for Ken Walker, and it just depends on the type of back I think that Seattle is looking for, and we can have that conversation today. But welcome in, Keith. Yeah, so I don't see them them taking a, a running back early. I mean, you've got Ken Walker. You already did that. Um I, if they're going to bring in a veteran, uh, my guess is his name is Rashad Penny, and he's on a um, very cheap, very team-friendly deal. Um, but I agree with you. I think that uh, unless this team sees something in DJ Dallas and they think he is about to take this major step forward, I mean, he looked pretty good last year, but um, he's clearly he's not an every down type of player. Um, he if If Walker gets hurt, you can't depend. I wouldn't depend on on Dallas no. to be the guy. Um, and so I, I see them tr- going and looking for another one, but you're going to do it in the mid to late rounds, in my opinion, just because and, you've already got Walker sitting there. And Travis Homer is a free agent this year. I, you know, he'll probably come back on a minimum deal, I would imagine, but you're going to need to add some competition. You'd mentioned Rashad Penny. I would love to have Rashad Penny back. I just know that we're not going to be able to um, depend on Rashad Penny for any more than just say five to seven games. If you get any more out of that um, from him, uh, in the season, you're on the plus side. Um, and mm-hmm. that needs to be factored in because when you like to run the ball as effectively as Seattle wants to, you're going to need a dependable body in there. You mentioned DJ Dallas. We saw him break out a little bit in some runs towards the end of last year, but he's not kind of an in-between-the-tackles, uh, you know, three-down back. He's just kind of a guy that you'd put in to spell Walker for a series or two. I would like love to see the Seahawks take a look in the draft for a guy that is more of a, a bell cow kind of a guy that could complement um, Walker in between the tackles, short yarded situations, maybe catch a few balls out of the backfield, that sort of thing. And, and kind of instill a little bit more attitude into the offense in the identity, because we just seem to be lacking that. I think some physicality. 
Yeah. I don't know if that's the, um, I mean, that is a kind of a Pete Carroll hallmark. Um, but is it a Shane Waldron hallmark? Um, in that they want to run the ball and they want to run it effectively, but they want to run it with misdirection outside zone, have the quarterback um, bootleg off the back side of it um, enough that it keeps guys from crashing in. And um, I don't know if just being, you know, grinded out physical is, is the identity Seattle's going for, but at the same time, it's still Pete Carroll, right? You still got to be able to run the ball. You got to be on effective one. If it's third and one, you better be able to pick that up every time. And I think uh, ideally, I mean, go ahead. I was say I, I agree with you. I think that needing a between the tackles kind of power back um, is something that they need right now. Yeah, I was going to say ideally they do both. They have the guy that's the power guy and, and kind of a little bit of an attitude, hard to bring down, breaks tackles, but can still operate within the offense. Um, what did you think overall before we kind of get into the nuts and bolts individual players of the overall? Uh, running back draft class this year in the 2023 draft? I don't think it's a great overall class. I think there's some talent mixed in. Uh, I think there's a lot of guys that just don't fit what Seattle wants to do. Um, but they'll be great. Uh, or maybe not great, but they'll be good for other teams. Just lighter guys, smaller guys, a lot of uh, out of the backfield kind of receivers, third down back style, you know, like Travis Homer replacements. But that's not what I was looking for when I was doing this. And yeah. Yeah, so, I get that. I I get that. I, I disagree in a little bit. I think there's four or five guys in this draft that fit the mold of what Seattle's looking for. So, well, true. You know, if you have four, five, four or five 10, guys, five, 11, not a lot. that's two, not a lot. <laughs> and 215 plus pounds. I think, yeah, it's not a lot, but there are guys out there that can help Seattle. You're going to see and, 20, 25 running backs get drafted. Um, this year just like every other year and if five of them fit what seattle wants to do that's not a that's not a large pool of players okay maybe maybe it's more like seven or eight and and, and let's pay attention let's pay let's have this conversation let's go through the list let's pay attention and let's at the end we'll, we'll count them up um obviously at the top of the of the draft everyone's talking about Bijan robinson uh, being, so. being the guy um winner of the 2022 doke walker award as the best running back in college football Absolutely. He's got it all, really. Six foot, mm-hmm. 220 pounds. So he's got the size, 4.4 uh, speed, 4.49. Um, so he can he can bounce it. He can get outside. He can take it home uh, with the opportunities. He just did everything for um, Texas uh, in the last couple of years. And he's everything that any anybody, I think, in the NFL would love to have out of a running back, regardless of scheme. He would be great in Seattle. I, I just don't. Unless something weird happens where we pick up an additional first-round draft pick and we end up with three first-round draft picks and we've got one to burn. And this guy, they've just identified him as being the best player on their board. And here he is sitting at the board at 20 or 27 or wherever we are. uh, And they just can't help but pick him. That's one scenario. But other than that, he's going to get picked up by somebody else and be a great back in the NFL. I just don't see it in Seattle. Yeah, I just don't see how drafting him makes Seattle better. Um, given the other huge needs they have um, on this roster, especially on the defensive side of things, and the presence of Ken Walker on the roster already, how does drafting him make Seattle significantly better? I just don't see it. So that's why he's not on my radar. Yeah, he's a Seattle fit, but I don't think he is a Seattle player because of where he's going to go in the draft. It's, it's interesting that you say that when you've said those words out loud to me, 
as far as I just don't see it. I don't see him fitting or being a Seattle back because we have other needs. We've already got Ken Walker. It's interesting in the NFL. You just never know um, how drafting a player influences your roster down the road. Um, obviously, running back is the most difficult job in the NFL to stay healthy with. Seattle's had its share. And adding Robinson to that room along with Walker, dude, I mean, that, how would that not help Seattle? I mean, that would just be an amazing add, I think, to a room that would put Seattle in, in the best running back tandem situation in the NFL. There's no question. Now, is it would it be a luxury pick at that situation? Yes, of course. That's what Seattle I mean. It's like, lots of picks, if, but does it matter? Does it matter that you've got the best running back um, room in the league if you can't stop the other the other team? So therefore, well, you're playing many, from behind and throwing the ball all game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or if you can't blo- yeah. run block. <laughs> yes, all of those. But think about how many games last year we couldn't run the ball because one of the two guys was injured. And Are you sure things- it was that, and not because the interior of the offensive line was trash? All of, right? all of that, all of that. No, all I think, of that. It, I it think goes together. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Right I'm guard, just saying. Right guard if we had him, I'd and take you could him. run the ball with anybody. So um, I just, yeah, I um, let's move on. <laughs> so the next on the on the list would be uh, Jamar uh, Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama. Um, mm-hmm. The nice thing about him is he's really young, age 20, uh, 5'11", 200 pounds, a little on the light side for what Seattle likes to do. But, um, and, and Ken Walker's already kind of that back in a way that he's very effective catching the ball out of the backfield and in open space. Jamar, uh, Jamar Gibbs would be that sort of a running back. He would be a guy that you would want to get the ball to in space. Wide zone stuff, that kind of fits what Seattle likes to do. Uh, receiving the ball out of the backfield. He also has kick return ability. One of the very few backs in this draft that that does that and he does it very well um so but so he also talking, had 44 receptions for 444 yards led the uh college football in uh receptions for a running back so we're talking about seattle needing a guy that's between the tackles uh, a little more of a power back than ken walker and you're looking at a guy who's 10 pounds lighter and um also significantly slower than Walker. Um, again, this is a guy that is likely to be taken um, early round two, but not a guy that I think is on Seattle's radar. Yeah. No, I think he's a, he's a breakaway guy. I mean, not considerably slower. He runs a four, four, six, 40, which is pretty decent for a running back at, at that size, 200 or excuse me, uh, 22.3 miles per hour on the, um, on the clock this last year. And, um, yeah, I mean, you're right, though. Seattle's not going to be looking for this style of running back, I don't think. Um, and and as we go through the list, there's another guy, you know, that's next, Devin Achenay, the, the running back from Texas A&M. Again, a small running back, uh, but very fast. I mean, Much ran a 4-2-4-40 four, four, yep. four, at 5-9-185. Yep. I just He's don't know tiny. how a back like that fits in Seattle. Um, so he, that 5 nine one eighty five to one ninety you're not drafting this player to be a running back you're drafting this player to be a slot receiver slash gadget, running back slash guy. right they're a gadget guy they're a guy that's going to return punts they're going to do a million things for you 
um, mm-hmm. but is not a guy that you're going to line up between and run between the tackles. But not okay, at, at some point, what there is a situation I can imagine Seattle ending up with some sort of a gadget player. No, that's um, what I mean. I, I I could see that too. I'm just saying you're not drafting him to be that between no. the tackles run. Oh, you're sure. drafting no, no, him no, to no, be something right. else. Yeah, of course. Um, but you know, this is this is one of college football's best players in space once he had the ball. Um, mm-hmm. and I could see Seattle wanting a weapon like that. I mean, San Francisco's got Debo Samuel running, you know, catching balls out of the backfield and so forth, and they get him the ball in space. It wouldn't be the same sort of player, but it would be something um to give us a, a, a speed element, an element of surprise, an element that you could uh, get the guy in, in space and have him be a threat from anywhere on the field. That would be something I think Seattle would benefit from. I just don't see it. The Seahawks tried to draft this player a couple of years ago, and what they got was a wide receiver that can't stay healthy and can't get open and can't catch the ball. And Yeah. Um, and and it's just been a, a waste of a second round draft pick, but so essentially, yeah, essentially it's kind of I mean listed at running back instead of at wide receiver, but it's the same kind of player: fast, small, very shifty, great in space. Um, and I could see them deciding, hey, we've been trying to find this guy for some time, and here's our opportunity to get what we thought we were getting. Um, before and it hasn't with worked the Eskridge, out. right? Yeah, right. Okay, so now to me, this is kind of the meat and potatoes section of our conversation, where we're talking about running backs that are available in the mm-hmm. third third round and beyond. Um, first guy I want to talk about was Zach Charbonnet, the running back yep. out of UCLA, six one. One of my favorite guys pounds. in this draft for Seattle. Yeah, and he runs. He's fast. I mean, he's runs a, a runs a four four one forty. At that mm-hmm. size, um, at very 220 productive. pounds. Yes. That's a, and he looks a big great. guy with He speed. looks great. Yeah, he yep. looks great. Runs upright a little bit, which is a slight concern. Other than that, he's got all the attributes that you want. The combination of size, strength, speed, feet, running be, run between the tackles, catches the ball out of the backfield. He'd be a great third um, third round option for Seattle that really mm-hmm fits what they're trying to do yeah he he would be a great fit for seattle uh honestly i think he's um of the potential seattle picks he's probably my favorite player um at this position just because of he's what this team wants you're right he runs a little up right um i think that can probably be coached uh i think it's you know in, in super short yardage where you want him to just hit a hole i think you can get him to keep his pad level a little lower but it's more um, he runs upright in order to ha- help his vision and and know where to bounce and mm-hmm. and you know that kind of stuff. He runs with 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 pretty good power too. Like he's totally. a hard guy to take down. Hard yeah, guy is. to take down. He is. He breaks tackles. He runs uh, workhorse type mentality. All the things really. Uh, it'd be a great pick. I wouldn't hate that pick at all if, if it comes in the third round or later. Uh, I have a feeling the guy is going to go through the combine and he's going to start rising up some boards. He's probably oh, yeah. already up there in the NFL. Wouldn't shock me if he's a back end of the second round guy, top end of the of the third round. Seattle mm-hmm. might not just be in a position to to get a back like that. Um, Actually, okay. he like that for that fifth over the fifth pick that Seattle has. The um, and this is assuming they don't move down and pick up other picks and falling the way. Right now, they've got five picks in the top um, three rounds. That last one, this would be a good 
spot if he's there uh i would have a hard time seeing them pass on him and now here's a word from our sponsor DraftKings. the action never ends at DraftKings sportsbook especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of this season like never before Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, I mean, that's true. They may have a a couple other backs identified in later rounds, but um, you you just never know. You just never know. So you're talking about the the number 52 to 83 pick. So they've got 52 and 83 right now. So if, yeah, 83, if, he, if yeah. he reached 80, 83, you'd have to, you'd have to really consider him. I mean, he'd you'd be one of the best to. players available on any big board at that spot. Yeah. I see him probably going closer into the 50 to 60 range in this draft. Yeah. I was thinking um, low 60, 68, 69, somewhere in there. Um, and then, but yeah, if he dropped another, a half around and he's available. Um, I think he would be someone that the CX would I would too. struggle to pass on. I would too. Um Zach Evans is an interesting back for me because he's six foot two hundred and fifteen, runs a four four two, but he doesn't look like a big back. He doesn't Mm-mm. he has a smaller frame. So when you take a look at him, he's got small ankles, small arms, not really you know, built, but he's, he's six foot two fifteen. You'd think he'd be a decent size running back. I'm just saying he looks like a smaller running back. Um, and I'm not sure Seattle would be in the market for a guy like Zach Evans. Doing Zach Evans does really well is, um, receive the ball deep down the field. He tracks the ball. Well, um, adjusts can catch the ball out when he's out of balance because the ball is poorly thrown. Um, does a lot of those kind of things where, I don't know if that's a Seattle trait that you're looking for um, as a, Ooh, that's if, if, if someone with that skill set, you, you've got to take him. Uh, but at the same time, like this is a guy that um, he, there's a lot to like there, but he, despite his size, you're right. He doesn't run like a power back. He runs at two fifteen, um, like a guy who's trying to avoid contact. And that's not typically yeah. what Seattle looks for. And I don't see him lasting. In, in the NFL as far as his body type. It just, I don't know, a little, little small for me. Uh, Sean Tucker, uh, running back out of Syracuse, 5'10", 205, runs a five, uh, four, five, four, 40, which is about where Chris Carson was, just to give you an idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, receives the ball well out of the backfield. To me, he's just another guy. Uh, there's, there's about four or five guys in this draft. You know, this guy, um, a couple other ones behind him that we're going to mention. They all fit in this kind of same category. They'd be fine. They're okay. But they kind of got this DJ Dallas feel to me where they come in, they're an okay pro. They, they show up, they, they're able to, to operate for you, but they really don't do anything special. They don't have any unique attributes to bring to the table. He's one of them to me. 
Yeah, I'd give you that. Um, that's that. You know, that's a pretty good summary. He just doesn't bring anything where you you look at him and you go, "Yeah, this guy has a t- potential to be special." Because he just doesn't do a lot of things poorly. I think at two hundred five, he's a little small for what Seattle looks for. They tend to mm-hmm. look for guys around 220, 215 mm-hmm. to two twenty, maybe two twenty five, and two hundred five is is on the small side for them. So what did you think of Tank Bigsby? You mentioned his name the other day as a fun name in the NFL. Uh, He's he's got the best running back name. Fitting, fitting, but what did you think (laughs) of his actual skill set? So, you know, at uh, he's not as fast as I was kind of hoping to see. Um, Runs about a 4.5 or 4.48, somewhere in that range. Um, And at 2.13, I was hoping for him to um, run with a little more power. But he has such good balance and agility. You see a lot of guys not able to square him up. So he he falls forward a lot. He takes hits and stays on his feet and keeps going. Um, and has that first or second step that's really quick. So when you hit him and you get him his feet to stop, if you don't get him down, he can get back up to speed really quick. I think he has has um, the makeup of a guy that can actually run the ball really well in the middle. Uh, because of those traits, even though he's not quite as big as or as fast as some of the other guys in this uh, draft class. I yeah, think I, he'd be I, a good fit for Seattle. Again, to me, just an, a little bit vanilla uh, as far as really? running back is concerned. Just he flashes, he flashes all those attributes, you know, as far as being compact and, and balance and, and agility. He flashes the burst. Uh, he flashes the... Um, you know, ability to accelerate, but consistently, you know, he, he just wasn't that productive. He had Mm -hmm. 178 attempts in in his last year, 976 yards, 5.5 yards per carry, 10 touchdowns, holds onto the ball relatively well with one fumble, 30 receptions, 180 yards. To me, it's, it's just one of those regular guy type production, um, NFL running back things. Um, and I didn't see too much, in there that I would be other, other than just kind of a DJ Dallas or Travis Homer replacement level kind of guy. Yeah. I think he's his balance and his ability to take a hit, and not go down. I thought was was better than those two guys. Um, and, but you're right. Uh, you know, he's two thirteen. he runs a four, four, eight or a four, five. That's mm-hmm. these aren't special attributes, but I do think his, his, his balance and his ability to break a tackle um, gives, me enough to think that he's going to be a productive NFL player. Kenny McIntosh running back out of Georgia. Uh, Here's another guy to me. It's just, it's just another guy. I mean, I saw Mm -hmm. some special things there, but not tremendous. Six, one, 210 pounds. Runs a four, five, two, 40. This is the size range that Seattle would be interested in, especially if he could add another five or, or 10 pounds of muscle onto that frame. Um, you know, he's a good pass blocker. He's patient. He kind of lets plays develop in front of him and, and can can cut and go. Um, but again, he's a, he's a guy that would do really well and just look incredibly productive on a team that has a really good offensive line. Um, if he is seeing guys in the backfield where he can't just, you know, get to his spot, make his cut and go, uh, I think he's going to struggle. Um and, you know, I mean, anyone can, or I'm going to say anyone, but a lot of guys can look better with a good offensive line. But I think it's one of those things where um, with a good enough offensive line, you could get a lot 
out of a player like this. But with um, a weaker offensive line, he could look really, really bad. There's just a lot of swing depending on the, uh, the O-line quality. Yeah. Super productive back in a smaller school, uh, school UAB. Uh, Dwayne McBride, uh, I thought, looked interesting. And, and super productive over the course of the last couple of years um, in a smaller school, 5'11", 215 pounds, 4'5", um, 240, 1,700 yards as a sophomore. Again, 1,700 yards as a junior um, and, and good pass protector and kind of did it all uh, for them. Um, a back like that would be interesting to me, especially if you can get a guy like that in the fifth round or something like that. I think would be a good spot to to get a back that's super productive, has the size requirements, and um, played for a smaller school. Just needs a little bit. Yeah, of he's a guy that time um, for him. My my biggest concern is he's not the quickest guy out there, um, and he's been super productive because he's got a lot of carries. There's there's going to be a, le- a lot less tread on the tires with him than some of the other guys that we've talked mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of smaller guys, uh, Deuce Vaughn, Kansas State. Seattle's not going to drop that. Uh, Taiji uh, Spears, uh, the, the running back out of Tulane, 5'10", uh, 200 pounds, runs a four four forty. Seattle might be attracted to the speed there. Again, we've talked about those type of players. Eric Gray, 5'10", 211 pounds. 4440 thick lower body breaks tackles. Seattle might be interested in a player like Eric Gray out of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got he's got the, he, he's got that running back look with like you said the thick lower body breaks tackles runs with the wide base. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so good balance, good lateral agility. Even though you know, and he's got straight line speed, um, good agility. It's I don't know if his first or second step is particularly quick. Um, but once he gets up to speed, he can run away from people. Um, I, I yeah, he looks like a guy that would do really well in his own blocking scheme, mm-hmm. similar to what Seattle runs. I, yeah. I think he'd be a he has a chance to be a real productive player. Interesting. So I kind of skipped along those those two or three players fairly quickly because there's two two players that I really want to talk about as far as being really legitimate options. I think for Seattle. Um, and the, the first one we mentioned was Zach Charbonnet, and you're going to have to get him between pick 50 and 70 in this draft, I think, in order to have him on your team. And I don't know if Seattle's, you know, at, at that importance level for the, the running back spot this year. They've got so many other holes. You'd mentioned those. Um, and players that are uh, in the draft value-wise at position uh, groups, they might favor um, – to, to pick some defensive players and so forth where, where he's going to go. So, but later on, you know, when you get into the fourth round, the fifth round, there's a couple of guys that are on my radar. One of which I think was going to end up moving up a little bit. One guy, uh, Kendra Miller, uh, the running back out of TCU is an interesting player for me. Cause I, I probably spent about 45 minutes watching this guy. Um, and six foot, 220 pounds runs a, Four five eight forty projected. I'm telling you right now, though, he runs faster than that. He's he's faster than that. Um, I'm going to say probably in the four four eight range. At least that's what it looks like to me on on tape. Thirteen hundred ninety nine yeah. yards, six point two average, seventeen TDs. Receives the ball out of the backfield. Bigger back, 
but plays light on his feet, jukes and jump cuts with, with a lot of effect, looks faster than 458. I've told you that. Great contact balance, strength to fight through contact. I like this back. Kendrick For Miller, a guy TCU. who's 220 pounds, he really doesn't like contact. He, he, um, yeah, he runs out of bounds a lot. He um, is a guy that just that. doesn't doesn't um, doesn't run with the power and um, just looking for contact the way you expect backs his size to do. And that's not necessarily a um, you know a major uh, like problem. I mean, there's been plenty of other like Ken mm-hmm. Walker doesn't exactly run run into contact all the time either. Um, I'm just saying, like when I saw 220. And the fact that you know he's not the fastest guy, although you said you think he's faster than um, than his numbers. When I went and looked, I was expecting this to be a guy that just likes to run people over, and I didn't see that, and I was mm-hmm. a little disappointed by that. Yeah, you know, he's definitely like I said, he plays lighter on his feet, so he's not. I'm I'm not going to say he avoids contact. I'm just going to say he's quick enough to avoid contact and and gains four or five yards. Uh, rather than trying to fight through somebody to to do that, um, but I think that he can fight uh, through contact and pick up yards after tackle attempts and so forth. Um, yeah, so I I, another... just, I I saw something there on on tape that I was kind of excited for, and a, and a mid round guy that you can kind of work with that give you a little um, a little juice. Yeah. Um, a guy that in that same same area that I like um, is Chris Rodriguez Jr. out of University of Kentucky. He's a a, a bigger guy um, at uh, 224 pounds. Runs about the same as a lot of these guys that we're talking about at 4.55. So he doesn't have that breakaway speed. Doesn't have that um, where he's going to like you know take run away from guys, but runs with incredible balance, incredible uh power, um good vision, um fights for yardage, uh keeps his feet moving it all the time. Um a guy that's going to be here between the tackles, get uh if you block well for him, he can get, you know, a lot of yards. If you don't block well for him, he's still going to bounce off someone and and get two or three. Um just a guy that's like I said, he's not explosive, not a guy that's going to um, break away and, and hit those home run balls, but is a guy that's going to be productive between the tackles for you. So a couple of things for me that I saw when I looked at him is mm-hmm. that I saw that downhill running style, no question, but I it, it looked to me more like a fullback than a running back as far as his body style, his lumbering uh, style, the way that he ran. Um He's not going to juke anybody. He's not going to get to the outside edge and hit a home run for you at all. He's going to be that guy that's going to be a short yardage guy. Um, and I didn't see a lot more than that. I didn't see a lot more than just that short yardage back. I didn't. I don't know if he could carry a team uh, and, and be a three down back. I didn't. Uh, I, I'm receiving the ball out of the backfield. I think he had. Um, he didn't when have he a lot five, of five receptions for 41 yards. Yeah. He's not, a, not a, a, not a receiver, but right. uh, I saw him as a between the tackles runner. Um, not a, you're right. Not, not a guy that you're gonna, you don't want to, you don't want to try and get him outside. He's not going to run away from anyone, um, but he's going to hit holes um, effectively. 
um, run through contact. You're not going to arm tackle this guy down and he's going to, you know, be productive in the middle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has good feet, good balance. He hits mm-hmm. hard. He's not afraid of contact at all. Um, yeah, he, he, but it wouldn't surprise me if they, he transitions into a fullback in the NFL at some point. God, he's a little small for that. He's a little small for now, but he's 5'11", 224. He could easily hit his, his frame look like he could carry 240. Well, if you're looking at 240 and a possible conversion <laughs> into fullback, um, why don't we talk about um, Tavion Thomas, uh, who's 6'2", 247, uh, runs a 4'6", 4'59", somewhere in there. Um, his skills as a runner, I think, translate pretty well because of his vision and power. But ultimately, he's a big guy who doesn't change direction quite as fast as you'd expect an NFL running back to. Um, looks like a guy with fullback written all over him, but can also run, you know, be a short yardage guy that can, you know, get you that third and short or goal line runner. Um, really good leg drive, pushes the pile, um, north-south runner, not going to try and yeah. bounce and do anything fancy. He's just going to take what's there and run somebody over trying to do it. Yeah, yeah, out of Utah. I mean, he, <laughs> 247 pounds um, at six foot two. Um, the guy could probably transition into being a tight end. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. Um, yeah, I, don't know. I, I, I liked him. I liked him. The other guy that I really had my eye on for Seattle is Roshan Johnson. I've talked about him before. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of the, skipped the, him. <laughs> the running back that's um, in Texas the behind Bijan Robinson. Um, so nobody really talks about him or anything like that. But 6'2", 225 pounds, runs a 4'3", 940 at 6'2", 225. Only had 554 yards rushing uh, for a 6.0 average, five touchdowns, 14 receptions uh, this last year. But and, and those sorts of stats were consistent in his um, sophomore, junior year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's really good in working in space. Um, I, I think that he's, he's a very athletic guy, um, and he's going to test really well. And I think teams will value his ability uh, between the tackles. But he's a running back that also does more in space as well than um, than, than his frame would dictate. He's just so athletic and, and has that speed. Uh, he really could develop into a three-down back in the NFL. Yeah, it's weird that I mean he I mean he's playing behind a guy that's that's absolutely special, and so that makes it hard to get on the field when you've got someone who's just significantly better than you um above you but that doesn't mean he isn't a guy that can um make it work at the next level and and do some stuff he's got a lot of tread left on the tires he because he just doesn't have a lot of usage i was was actually surprised that he didn't transfer you know he would have been a guy to me that would have been would have Mm -hmm. benefited from transferring i think um but he's got an opportunity now let's see what happens I, you know, I, somebody's going to draft him and I think somebody's going to get a really good running back and, um, wouldn't, wouldn't be a hater if it was Seattle. Um, another guy to look out for in the later rounds is Chase Brown at Illinois, 5'11", 215 pounds, fits exactly what Seattle's looking for at 4'4", 240, uh, highly productive at Illinois with 1600 yards, 5.0 average, 27 receptions, 240 yards. He'd be a guy that has an, a great initial burst and, can really come in and, and be a, um, somebody that could 
um, spell um, Ken Walker for a mm-hmm. couple of series of games, really. Yeah, he's he doesn't seem to be to me, and and I don't have a um, a great uh, reasoning for like I don't have anything in particular that makes me think this. But when I watched him, I thought this is a guy who is like DJ Dallas. He's good for a few series a game, uh, you know, spell your starter, but not a guy that if your starter goes down is going to step into that role and carry your offense. Um, and he might, he might be able to develop into that, but I can, I can see that. But yeah. And like I said, I don't actually have a great, Oh, here's, and here's why um, with him. It was just a feeling that I got that um, watching him run. And I just think that he's a guy that he belongs in an NFL roster. He'll be productive when given an opportunity, but he's going to benefit by not being the every down back. And that speed, you just can't teach that at four four two. Um, yeah, you know, and he ran. I think what did it say? Twenty two point five miles per hour on the GPS on mm-hmm. on his longest touchdown run of the year. Uh, Bruce Feldman's freak list number number thirty three overall. Guys like that end up making the NFL only because they're such great athletes. They end up being special teams aces. And, yeah, um, he's got an opportunity to do that as as well as if he can develop and returning the uh, returning kicks. Yeah, if he can if he can play special teams, he's got he's going to have a a reasonably long NFL career just because of his athleticism and his special teams play. Um, hopefully, he can develop and and be useful uh, to an offense as well. So okay, so we've got there's there's a few more. I mean, we keep talking for a while. Um, oh, yeah. there's, some, there's some later guys too that that wouldn't be surprising if if Seattle has on on the roster by the end of it all, but. Um, is there anybody that stood out to you that that just says Seahawks guy all over him? Uh, Rashawn Johnson uh, and Charbonnet are, are the two guys that I kind of have looked at and said those guys appear to be um, those are Seahawks. They you know, whether they're drafted by Seattle or not, they they're still a Seahawk player. Um, after that, it's to me, there's just not uh, there's not a lot of guys that I'm just like, oh, absolutely, this is a guy yeah. that we should be watching. Yeah, um, I think you could say that Seattle might be comfortable moving on from Travis Homer uh, because they could find a replacement in this draft. There's a lot of yeah, um, like a third running back on the team mm-hmm. type of a player. Now that's not counting Penny, um, but it would be DJ Dallas, um, Ken Walker, and a draft pick. And I think there's plenty to choose from in this draft. It just depends on what Seattle scouts, what they favor, what they like, what they think they can develop. Because DJ Dallas is in the last year of his contract this year. So it'd mm-hmm. be it'd be a guy that could eventually come in and be, you know, the 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 second or third guy. Honestly, I'd love to see them draft, um, especially if it's in like sixth or seventh round, Tavian Thomas out of Utah and turn him into a short yardage back slash fullback. Mm-hmm. And we can finally have someone on the roster who can play fullback whose name isn't Nick Ballor. Cause I'm, I just did. And, and I don't, I get that he's a captain and there's, there's things that he does that aren't um, just on the field, but I'm seeing less and less reason to have him on the roster who's every the, year. Who's the kid, uh, the all pro, the, the pro bowler on San Francisco's roster. Tudzik or something like that. Um, so, so San, the, those are the Jet use check. Use check. San Francisco check. uses 
you know, a, a fullback and we've kind of run the same offense. I'm wondering if Shane Waldron would enjoy it. I mean, we, and we've taken some players and put them in as a quote unquote fullback that had no business being there. Um, like, Dur- <laughs> like a defensive Young, end. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, just some, some guys that can, can block, but that's, that's true. Not really Jarek, their primary Jarek, job. Jarek Young, a wide receiver played fullback a little bit last year. Yeah. So I'm wondering if Seattle would benefit from a player like that full time. Mm-hmm. Like I said, in, I'd in love, office. I'd love to see that guy. Cause then you've got a guy, I mean, if, if things go terribly in, in terms of injuries, uh, Thomas is not a guy that you're going to run your full offense with, and he's going to be running outside zones and, and taking, taking the ball, you know, a home run hitter, but he can run between the tackles for you and he'll run with power. Um, and if he, you don't have it where things go go really poorly that way. You've got a fullback. You got someone that can grind out, you know, third and shorts um, with consistency, that kind of stuff. Chris and Rodriguez so, might might fit that role as well. True. I just think he's a he's a little smaller um, mm-hmm. uh, at two twenty four. So yes, he does. But where I just I like the idea of uh, Tavian Thomas as a actual fullback. Who's, on the, who's roster. the kid that's in Green Bay that kind of fills that role? I can't remember. I, I was really um, interested in when it, when the draft came around. He ended up going to Green Bay. Bigger back, um, mm-hmm. similar s- sort of attributes. Um, I could definitely see Charbonnet, one of these players, Charbonnet, uh, Dwayne McBride type, Eric Gray out of Oklahoma, um, Kendra Miller, the TCU back I talked about. Um, I really like him. Uh, Rashawn Johnson, um, the guy you mentioned, Chase Brown, the, the running back Illinois. I think these are the type of backs. Maybe the the, the Israel Abba Abba. Good luck, Abba Kanda, Abba, <laughs> Abba Kanda, out of Pittsburgh. The five eleven, two hundred and fifteen pounds, runs a five four um, four five forty. Um, guy like that, Evan Hall. We saw in the Senior Bowl. He wasn't he wasn't uh, a horrible looking uh, running back. Um, Abram, out of Minnesota, a um, little slower. Also twenty five year old guy. Um, there's a few others, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's an interesting list. I, yeah, we're going to have a running back. I mean, to me, we've got what nine picks in the draft. Um, we're going to have a running 10, 10 picks in the draft because the seventh round pick that they traded away for somebody, um, yeah, ended up not like it was a conditional pick and it, it didn't convey. So, um, the Seahawks got it back. They have currently sitting with 10 picks in the draft. Seventh round pick, 238 overall. Yep. Yeah. So fun conversation. Um, looking forward to the combine to see some of these guys. Um, yeah. I, so- hope a, I hope a bunch of them run faster than than um, what they're expected are because otherwise this isn't a, this isn't Seattle, as interesting a list as Seattle has put a premium on um, running backs with speed other than Ken Walker. Um, all of our running backs that we've taken a look at, including Chris, Chris Carson, you know, we're in the five, a uh, four five range. And Chris, Chris Carson was also a seventh round draft pick. True. But look at how, how that worked. I mean, that still works in the NFL. A guy that you don't have to be five, uh, f- uh, run a four, four forty or, or lower to be effective in the NFL as a running back. And especially in the role that I think that we're trying to identify Seattle as mm-hmm. having, I'm not sure that speed is the premium that you're. you're yeah. Having. I mean, you, you've got guys, um, uh, Rawls wasn't fast. Carson wasn't fast. Carson was almost a four, six. 
Um, it's like four, Be- five, Beast six. Beast was a four or five guy, you know. Yeah. Um, but none he of those guys a, were. He was a beast. None of those guys were home run hitters. They were grinding out between the tackle guys. And if that's what Seattle needs, which I think they do, you, then you're right. Get, finding a guy that's around four or five um, will be good enough. Um, the Ken Walker pick and the, run, the fact that they're running a completely new offensive system makes me um, wonder if speed is going to be a um, a larger premium now than it was in the past. That's why I think a guy like Rashawn Johnson is very viable for Seattle in mm-hmm. in the in the 100 and let's just say 115 to 140 range because he's he's the big prototypical back at 62225 but runs a 43940 so he's mm-hmm. going to give you the best of both worlds um I like that would be at a premium I think um okay cool that's it that's a lot of players yeah, that is a lot of players. That's a fun conversation. <laughs> I think we'll we'll have less to talk about in the tight end group. We're going to do tight ends yep. on our next show. Um, and Seattle really doesn't need a tight end. So that'll be a fun conversation. Um, <laughs> you know where to find Keith. You can find him at um, Myers NFL on Twitter. You can find me at NWC Hockey. You know where the show's at. When you find it, hit subscribe and share. And that would be great for us. So until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Phil is at NWSeahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com. Podcast Network. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.